Hello once again everybody, thank you for tuning in to AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Before we get into this week's episode, of course, a shout out to our sponsors. As always, thanks to Angelo's Pizza. If you've never had it at one of our events, or if you have had it and you want to try out everything else that they have, head to Angelo's Pizza on Madison Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio. It's award-winning pizza at you make that. a proposal there even, right Steve? Yeah, you could go there, you can get, you can get engaged. Right, Derek? That's a good segue. You can get engaged at Angelo's Pizza, and you can get 15% off of your order for life. AIW you there. is That's really why you did it, huh? <laughs> pizza for life. How much? 40%? 15. 15. Pie oh. to I die. That's free wow. delivery. Wow. Did you get a special th- card for that or something? No, I just tell them I'm the... I'm the Jabron- guy. I'm the jabroni that... They pro- recognize uh, you? Proposed there. I'm the guy that asked for the heart-shaped yeah. pepperonis. <laughs> AIW is for the kids. Angelo's is for the lovers. Uh... So, also thanks to Smartmark Video, who records all of our live events. So, if you miss it, you want to buy it for a DVD or a download, it is smartmarkvideo.com. Support and them so Gary can go to as many yard sales as he can. Chinese buffets. And demolition right. derbies. And demolition derbies. Yeah. Uh, Shannon needs the wine, too. Shannon needs the wine. And while we talk about uh, downloading, there is our wonderful streaming service of independent wrestling.tv sign up using code absolute and you get the first 20 days for free a little trial run there you can see all sorts of previous uh aiw shows including one at least that happened what within the last six months right john I, right? I mean i don't Something know like that i don't know what's up there now but you know there's quite a bit from all sorts of different eras yeah of different AIW. eras so it gives you a good vibe of where aiw was and where it came from and then of course thanks to pollyanna diy they make all sorts of awesome custom items, and uh, they'll do the same for you. Big shout-out to Pollyanna DIY with a couple of the newest designs that our good friend Jake over there is making. Sick Bruiser Brody shirt. Yeah, awesome. Sick Stan, Stan, Stan Hansen Hogan, Hogan one. I love that Bruiser Brody so shirt. If you guys, if, if, if these are still available, I would say DM Pollyanna DIY on Twitter, Instagram, any kind of social media handle that they are, and get these shirts because they are awesome. Speaking of Bruiser Brody, shout out to, to Bix for sending me this Pacific Rim podcast with uh, Bruiser Brody. At I'm, David Bixon's fan. I'm really, I'm, I'm in a deep dive in it right now. I got about 15 minutes left, and it's getting good. It's a good listen, huh? It's, yeah, it's about, it's about 40 minutes or something. Wow. Well, as we are sitting here recording this, uh, this is a special episode of The Card is Going to Change. A little roundtable we're doing as we are sitting at a Memorial Day cookout at the house of Eddie Only, and uh, we are joined by, obviously, Eddie Only, Derek Director, Philly Collins. Hello, everybody. Dominic Garini, Papa Pepperoni probably chiming in. Hello. Of course, as always, AIW owner John Thorne. Yes, Derek? Papa Pepperoni paid specifically to be on this podcast. Patreon exclusive. $120 this month donated to the Patreon page. And... And for those who uh, have been under in cash, if you've been under a rock and you really don't know who Papa Pepperoni is, he had a sweet toss of beer to Philly Collins at uh, the Goldhorn Brewery show from the crowd. What a catch, Philly! That was hey, great. Uh, it's, it's been a thing for years. <laughs> we played baseball. We played. Baseball. Yeah, I was nice. a pitcher. Yeah, I was a catcher. He was a pitcher. He sure has the baseball pants to back that stage. That's right. Up. Uh, and, of course, like I said, AIW owner John Thorne. My name is Steve Guy, your moderator of sorts. And uh, just a round table. I, I want to lead off with this. As we're sitting here and we've got this cast and crew, this collection of people, and uh, this is definitely like a, a pull-back-the-curtain kind of episode with all of us hanging out because we have, you know, people who K-fabe. are supposed to be hating each other. K-fabe, brother. I yeah. Do- I do. So we, hate, never, we hate Philly Collins. Yeah, I, and I hate them. I just hate making the it work right now. So we're just on opposite ends of the table. But like John Thorne has always said, I've always quoted this: the world of wrestling brings a lot of personalities together that otherwise wouldn't find each other and come together. And as a huge promotion made its quote-unquote debut this past weekend, there are a lot of things happening in wrestling, and in my opinion, and I will let you guys speak to this, there is an amazing core at AIW and to me with what happened at the Odeon even Goldhorn Brewery because we ran right up against this huge promo- this huge promotion did be you like say it? the fucking letters AEW god Steve oh cuz Steve we, we didn't we, we didn't produce those get the e out shirts yet brother yeah <laughs> yeah Josh Bishop A&W for life A&W for life get the e out get the e out but you know yeah so Josh Bishop Place it with an eye brother 
it would be typical that they would maybe be here was Barkley or missing Marino, but there's there's a whole huge core. And to me, the last however many shows, it's been building for a while, as we say, for the brand, as Josh and Matt say, it seems like we're a part of something special right now on our own. Well, I mean, before they, before they uh, chime in on it, you know, we're sitting outside. We got the fucking sound effects of the neighborhood right. going. We got the lawn, lawn care going on next door. Uh, got me a burger. Uh, propane. You know, obviously we could have never, I, I could have never foreseen uh, AEW and a billionaire family getting behind a wrestling company and getting a television deal on TNT. Like, I could have never foresaw, foresaw that happening. But what I did foresee happening several years ago was NXT signing the big independent guys. Right. And that's kind of when we decided to start the school and start trying to produce our own talents uh, because I saw the business was changing that way. Now the business is going to change even more rapidly because we have this other company now, and now just by default, you're going to see more people getting signed and there's going to be less resources available. So I think that, you know, being kind of looking into the future those year, a couple years ago helped kind of put us in a position to where we could weather the storm right now. Right. Um, and I, I even said that yesterday, I even said that after I finally, you know, watched the AEW pay-per-view for the first time. And I said, you know, there's a lot of good stuff. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, okay stuff on it. There's a lot of stuff that I personally didn't even like, but people are going to love it. So, you know, we just have to, we, it, things are going to get tough for independent wrestling. Uh, however, we need to continue what we've been doing, which is focusing on cultivating a local market and a local wrestling scene and a local fan base and a local core. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's going to be kind of the motto going forward right now. Well, and, and we took that local core heavy, and even the guys that are kind of national have become part of our core, and we went to Jersey with it and excelled. You know, Dom, you were one of the guys that excelled hugely there. And, and you know, people saw PME on a, a grand stage for the first time. And you got a whole crowd of people live chanting PME in Jersey City. It made me feel good. People are watching it. So it just, I mean, you guys, you guys are a part of this. You're in the ring. Are you feeling it more and more as you go out there with this crowd? Feeling it. Every time I walk through that curtain, it just, it grows and grows and grows. And it's just more people is just as... The love of wrestling is now really just coming back to what it, what it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, like it, it, everybody just loves wrestling again, and it, it just feels good. It's uh, it's something like Thorne and I had a conversation about this the other week. You know, when I started back at the academy in August of 2015, you would be lucky to have two students per AW show. It was usually like kind of like the cream of the crop of the students that were on these shows maybe you'd sneak another one in the scramble and it's not that way anymore you know we've as you were saying you know we've cultivated you know over the last four years now a ta- a roster of, of guys that are quite like essentially homegrown guys you know guys like myself guys like joshua bishop trey lamar pretty boy smooth pme um you know the list goes on you know, even to the newer kids like the Zach Thomases, and it's been something that Wes Barkley, Wes Barkley, Josh Josh Bishop, Barkley I don't know if you said him. I said Josh, and it's one of those things that you know it gives the opportunity to like a Josh Bishop and myself to go out WrestleMania weekend and have this match that you know people don't necessarily know who we are, but after it they knew who we were. You know, we went out there and we put on a match. Oh, I forgot about Eddie Only. He's looking at me very, very meanly no, right now. Talking about this guy not picking up sticks in his yard. He's <laughs> yeah, running them all yeah over. he's just he's just he's running everything over. Lord cutting one hundred and one amateur hour over um, there, dude. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we've also had a couple of drinks, so yeah. things are a lot yeah. funnier too. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, but, uh, but, but where AIW was from where AIW was in let's say August of twenty fifteen. You know, where the reliance of the company was to use the Young Bucks and, yeah. you know, Johnny Gargano and Samoa Joe, Ray Rowe, DJ Z, all these guys who EC3, are now signed. Yeah. EC3, all these guys who are now signed and gone. You know, now you look at, like, Absolution last year, you know, even Absolution last year, part of that main event's gone when you look at it in terms of, like, Tracy Williams not being around. Right. You know, but, 
we've used guys like Nick Gage, who I, I mean, I'm not going to say he's not going to get signed, but he definitely has more obstacles than just about anybody out there getting signed, you know, as well as, like I said, the students. And, you're, and you know, we've, we found a guy like Tom Lawler, who realistically, besides his UFC background, had never really been a pro wrestler. And we built him into one of the top stars of the company. And, you know, he's seeing more success nationally now, being MLW champion and whatnot. So it's really just been a labor of love of, of building a promotion differently than most of the other promotions, especially independent-wise, build around. Because Thorne, what he's done so well is stock talent up to where he can plug and play them into, well, you know what? So-and-so has gone to AEW. So-and-so has been signed. Well, here's the next guy. Um, and, you know, Tony, this Tony Khan guy, I've heard him say that a lot of their mission is to try to find the lapsed wrestling fan, uh, the, the guy that was a fan 20 years ago that lost interest based on the WWE's way of doing things. And uh, there is potential for, the, you know, those people to come back, which is a positive for independent wrestling. However... It is going to get difficult to chase the buzz of independent wrestling as less buzzworthy guys become available. So there's a positive and a negative to AEW, I think, and I'm just trying to focus more on the positive. Uh, but say, you know, what do they say? Like when WCW went out of business, like... Like three million people never turned wrestling back on. I think it was more than that. I think it was yeah. like five million, you know, people supposedly never turned wrestling back on ever yeah, again. Yeah, back then, Nitro and uh, Raw, I think both were, were popping at like five, six. You're bopping, you're, you're bopping about eight million a week, and now you're lucky to get two million a week. So there's, there's a six million, you know, viewer gap that's gone now. Yeah. So let's say AEW does find some of those lapsed wrestling fans what becomes good about that is aew assuming they're going to tour uh you know they're only going to come to your town maybe once a year wwe only comes here maybe once twice a year you know but wrestling there will be a need for wrestling in every local market across the united states uh and if you can whether even though it's not gigantic stars if you could take guys that are very talented and produce a solid overall product or brand, you know, you can, you could possibly gain more wrestling fans. Cause I remember a time of, you know, like 1999 wrestling attitude era, you know, running hot. Uh, if you just put wrestling like a fucking on a poster board and put it outside of American Legion hall, like four or 500 people were showing up Yeah, and it was, a bunch of fucking shitbags, you know what I mean? Like wrestling, and then maybe Superfly Jimmy Snuka was there or something. <laughs> so, Melomaniac, uh, right? You know, obviously there is some doom and gloom uh, to where you, you know, uh, you do look at the negatives a lot, especially being in my position, but there's also a potential of a positive, you know? It's like, yeah. not to say that, uh, you know, this is uh, a knock on anybody that's coming out of the school, but you have to assume that some of these guys are still a little bit under the radar to be getting these contracts, which is good for me. Um, and I'm getting to the point now to where, like, you know, say maybe three years ago, a guy did PWG. Like, that's the guy. Like, you, I got to book the fucking, that guy once or twice. You know what I mean? Like, right. that's going to cater to the fan base that we've, cre you know, we've created. Now, if a guy does PWG, like, I almost ultimately, like, cross them off the list and say, why am I going to invest in that guy? Because he's going to be harder to book. Uh, he's going to want a lot more money. If he gets a PWG offer on the same day, he's going to take the PWG offer. Uh, so, you know, I, there's a lot of negatives to booking these guys that are hot. And uh, I, re I remember specifically in New Jersey, um, you know, Marco Stunt asking me, hey, man, I would really love to come to AIW. And I said... Why don't you contact me when you cool off a little bit? Because you're going to be a hard guy to book. Now, you know, I did end up getting him booked for the Jaylet this year, but it was uh, just based on the fact that there are few and far between of those guys that I don't want to say he did have it, but I can assume that AIW is probably a bucket list thing for him to, that he wants to accomplish. And that's and that's something that we've you know you and I have noticed a lot more is AIW is a bucket list for a lot of guys like Maxwell MJF. Is right. a key yeah. Like as a key, you know, approval of that like um, Koo, who well. I team with, you know, that he said that that's the last indie he wants to wrestle for. Like that's the last big American indie that he hasn't wrestled for. But like, you know, you have to assume like, okay, I I get, you know, I 
And Marco Stunt was like baffled when I said like, "Why don't you contact me when you cool off a little bit?" Because he's re- he's a red hot indie guy right now, and it's like, it's because it creates more problems for me as a promoter when yeah. I want to build long term things, and I can't build long term things. Um, and it's you know maybe that's just me being stubborn and stuck in my ways. Uh, to where I do understand that it's all about like a dream match and a gift these days, but I don't necessarily want to do that because as much as I want that attention on the internet, I do have, you know, three, four, sometimes 500 people coming to my shows that want to see the whole experience. So it's like, I have to go back and forth on my philosophies and like weigh things out. Well, it's like, to your point, you know, we, we booked Wardlow, right? We get him in, involved a couple times. Next thing you know, we're all sharing and reading this article, and Cody Rhodes specifically name drops him. So we're like, well, you know, well, shit. Well, what plus, do we, what do we do with that? It, you know? it just so happened, like, you know, other dates lined up with dates that he wasn't available for. Well, yeah, for. yeah. But I, I'm just using him as an example where, like, well, now you don't, you don't know where it's going to go and when for certain people. And that's to where it's got to be more and more about focusing on our guys versus outside guys um you know and obviously i'm going to cater to those those needs when i need to but you know uh for example it's like if it comes down nine times out of ten like there's this guy that traveled in with this guy or there's an aiw student like the aiw student's gonna get booked or um you know for we we haven't covered it yet but um, when we have to make all the changes that keep the heads ringing, um, I look around and uh, Manders is there, who's been coming th- the last couple months, and CPA is there, who came and did the tryout. He's been coming and setting up the ring for several, several months, uh, even before the tryout. And it's like, well, CPA is going to get the spot. You know what I mean? Just, just based off of that. You know, just because yeah. I, it's like I know him more than I know this other guy. Sure. Uh, and it's just you know it, it it's becoming a it's becoming a weird way to run the business, but you have to con- like I can't get so stuck on my ways and so stuck on my ideas. I have to kind of be flexible on stuff. So Dom, you talked about people having an AIW as a bucket list, and I really I want to pose this next kind of statement question to you, to uh, Philly, and to Eddie because you guys have done such a great job as part of being part of the core of what AIW is right now, that from the outside looking in, if you had no idea about AIW, but you're still hearing all this buzz about it. So for guys nationally to still say AIW is a bucket list, even though, like to John's point, we're not putting up the dream matches as, you know, maybe once used to be the case. I mean, you guys have carried this torch tremendously, but you all get booked other places. What does it say about working together as a core at AIW, you know, because I love the hashtag for the brand. First time I heard it's from Pat McAfee, who was, was punter for the Coles. That's his big thing. But I love the phrase as it applies to us at this point because it's that's what everybody's doing. If AIW is a team, you guys put on the best show that you can. You all rise to the occasion even more. You push each other. What What's different, you know, it's for here and going to other places? Okay. I have a really weird opinion of this because in my book, there's no ball washing at AIW. Like, if something's bad, John tells you it's bad. Yeah. If something is bad, the guys in the locker room tell you it's bad because when I come through the curtain, usually the, one of the first people I talk to is Thorn. Then Dill, then Swaggle is one of the second people to talk to me. What he thought of my match, what I did right, what I did wrong. You know, Josh Prohibition's back there. There's no ball washing. There's no. I go on Twitter after, and if I think I had a banger of a match, everybody's like, everybody else says it was good. No, like if I come back, like. I'm looking for what I did wrong. I could care less if it was good. I could care less if it was bad. I just want to know what I can do to improve upon it next time and what I can do to, you know, get better. Yeah. So before you continue so much, though, that I can, I'd never thought Dom was mad at me ever in his life until after Keep the Heads Ringing because for three straight days, I let him know that he went over on time. <laughs> um, and I do remember, I, I think, I think, I, I think, I don't usually say anything really negative to you. And I think at UXWI, I said, well, you know what? I went six minutes over. Those are the six fucking minutes I've saved you over the last two years. Yeah, you're so mad, but it's like. But no, it's true. You, and and, you and gotta, it's right. You got to let people know. Exactly. And I, I do feel like at uh, the Goldhorn, when I saw that the, to the time list, it was like a test. to be like, let's see if Dom's still going to gonna go over here or not. But it's one of those things. It's like, it's like, there's no ball washing. Like, the AW fan base 
loves the shows and they love it but if there's something bad they're gonna call it out a lot of these other promotions out there their fans are just such blind sheep they're like the show was fucking great it was awesome nobody can do anything wrong and like i really don't want that either like i don't i don't want to like i don't want that fabricated like atmosphere of like you guys got to say this is awesome you know because yeah it's i think it's awesome so it should be if like I'm not always right, you know. So like, sometimes I think something is gonna be just fucking a hit. Well, and it's, it is not, you know. And like, well, this thing goes back to Absolution last year. I always remember, like you, like I asked you when the card came out. I was like, well, why are you stacking the ladder match and the dog collar match back to back? That's like not very, like that's weird. But usually you'd split the gimmicks, and you literally thought that Joey and Don's you weren't sure about their chemistry and you thought it could be a bad match and you trusted Tom and I a little bit more because we'd worked together like six times. Yeah, and I mean, uh, Joey's going to go out and be Joey no matter what. But, you know, a ladder match for Tim Donce was way outside of his wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. On top of the fact that Dr. Dan <laughs> wasn't there to rig up this whole thing. and there that was, was like, That was Kevin Kuhn and myself who rigged that fucking thing up. There was day. a whole lot going against that ladder match. So I was like, let's just throw them back to back. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it comes back down to just there's no ball washing. And I, I really do feel that every kid that comes out sees, you know, what the prop we're putting on. And I tell the kids now at the school, I say, you all are so spoiled. I said, I want to take you I said, I want you guys to go with some of the other guys to some of the lower level shows in the area and see what pro wrestling is all about your first sure. year and not see the shows at the Odeon with 400 people, not see, you know, Pentagon Jr. in the locker room, not see all these guys, these these awesome guys in the locker room that you have to learn from. You know, go ahead and go down to Marion, Ohio and see what it's really like, you know, where you're the best guy in the card and you've had four matches. You know, for example, like Josh Bishop did a show recently and the kid said he'd been working for two years. And Josh goes, Well, how many matches have you had? He goes, Oh, I've had twelve. That's pretty good. Yeah, and like, I mean, the AW guys. (laughs) A lot of us are 12 in a month. Right, right. Sent out. Uh, Philly, I guess you you answered that question. Where are you guys saying? I mean, you know, what about this? What about the core of the buzz of AIW to you guys? It seems like like you get to. Yeah, what's it like? What pushes you more? And what's it mean to you when you go out elsewhere? It means a lot more to me because it, it gives me that title that I need to show that, like, we are trained the best around. We are pushing to be the best around that. Everybody's walking out of here. We're not walking out of here like dicks or assholes or anything like that. We're walking out here as putting on the best show representing AIW students at AIW. Wherever we go, we want people to know where we came from and what we got, like what we can prove to people. I'm a big, I'm a big sports guy, so like to me, I almost feel like. Coming out of the IW school, at least for like the kids of my age and like Philly now, we're like the the U, like Miami University back in like the awesome, late eighties, early nineties. We come in and, and our goal is to steal the show. You might put me first with eight minutes, but I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna I'm gonna show out on those eight minutes and I'm gonna make everybody follow me. Like for me, like when I got back into wrestling in twenty fifteen, I did a deep dive in a lot of the wrestling I had missed, and I will always remember the story of Batista and The Undertaker being put on at WrestleMania twenty three before Shawn Michaels and John Cena because no one in the back trusted Batista to have this match and him Batista go out and have this classic and he just walks through the curtain and looks at Vince and everybody else and goes follow that one motherfuckers and that's that's part of the reason why AEW is the way it is yeah. that's how it is like for example like Josh and I go out and have this unreal match at WrestleMania weekend and then like Justice is thinking how can we top it well I guess the only way we can do it is to jump off this fucking balcony well and it's also great you know again we still as of this time we haven't covered keep their heads ringing but for Philly to that point you know, we we start that show off hot with changes with the fuckets and euthanasia taking on each other. Philly and Marino still have a tag team match yet mm-hmm. to come with two infinity and beyond. And you guys are like, all right, well, the and bar was set for a tag match tonight, but you're hey, like, fucking, let's, yeah. let's oh, go. No bullshit. I know Thorne has, shares this opinion. That match with Two Infinity is, is one of the better Fantastic. tag matches I've ever seen in AEW. And, and the crowd was 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 right there the entire time. And, and Eddie, I definitely want to get uh, your opinion on this whole kind of like for the brand and what it means too, because you're a guy where you see people pay attention and they see you going off to other promotions. It's a lot of, a lot of death match stuff is what you're into and that's where you're going but 
at AIW, that's not who you are, but you're still, you know what I mean? You're still representing. You, you, so like you carry the flag, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. you still carry the flag in a, in a different manner here. Like you carry the AIW flag when you go out to do that. But what's it mean to be a part of, of this core? And like, look, you don't have to legit murder yourself every time you're out there in a match. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really think it matters on the kind of matches you're having. Like when you're trying to like kind of show where you're coming from. Because whether it's a death match or you're having like a hokey match with some like, you know, just like a character and not just like an actual wrestler or you're having like an actual wrestling match. I, I think it kind of shows that like you can kind of put yourself in any shoes and still be able to kind of show that you can shine in any, any like aspect rather than being like, oh, I'm just a death match wrestler or I'm just like a technical wrestler or I'm a comedy guy. Uh, this past like especially six months, I feel like I've gotten to be put in the shoes of doing each one with like wrestling over you know, like with Session Moth, like not too long ago. And right. like, that was like my first comedy match and I had a blast. And uh, as you can say, I shot my shot and, yeah. <laughs> and sure I did. think we shined pretty well. And, uh, but then, you know, you go to other places where like I've had death matches and stuff like that. And people kind of look at you in a different way because most of the time when you're having death matches, like you're in a locker room full of kind of like a bunch of dudes who kind of only do that. Not saying like, cause I love death match wrestling that like deathmatch wrestlers are bad of any aspect, but they kind of look at you as more of like a, it's hard to even put it in the Like words. an outsider to what they do. Yeah, an outsider yeah. to what they do. You're like, oh, you're just Cause, like. Because deathmatch wrestling is very like gatekeeper sort of like. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you got to, you got to, it's like a gang. You got to get beat to the gang. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, I've still like, it, like still, like still super new and like that. And I feel like just because like some of the people I've got to wrestle and like some of the matches I've got to have and stuff like that. Uh, I feel like I've gotten quite a few eyes and I think it's just because you know basically coming from AIW and having like that pride of like you know even though I'm still so new to wrestling I try to like not not be arrogant but I try to be very prideful of like my ability in a wrestling ring so like it's kind of nice being able to go somewhere and be like hey I kind of have this under control even though I'm like super new to this yeah yeah being able to do well uh well, I, b before you continue like yeah. I know I I know Dom made a, a comparison to uh, Miami of the U the U uh, the doesn't does not strike me at all. I don't know what the fuck that means. So, yeah, me but I'm going to be going to watch that documentary. But I will say, I will say, um, you know, my mentality once, you know, we really got into the school, which I can make a comparison to. Uh, I am not a college football uh, aficionado. <laughs> However, I do uh, I do like a good '80s movie and. Uh, I compare the a the Adobe school to the Cobra Kai dojo. Yes, okay. I was up for that. Yes, I wanted that. Uh, I, was I want you're either going there or Lost Boys somehow. Very, very, very confident in their abilities. Uh, <laughs> a, a very tight knit crew. My John Kreese then? I, I mean, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Thank uh, you. <laughs> but you know, very just very tight. Very you know, like everyone has each other's backs no matter where they're at. Yeah. Uh, Clue Papa Peps. And you know they they want to be they want to be the best. So let me uh, oh, oh, before before you even ask the next question. Okay, um, I'll I'll go to Papa Pepperoni, yeah. paying customer. What like you've been coming to AIW, you've you've gone to other independent shows. How do you, as a fan, feel the pride of it growing? And what is your, the viewpoint from the crowd and the paying customers? <laughs> Being a paying customer, I feel you're always left. You you feel good when you leave. You feel that you've been satisfied. Satisfied, yeah. It's uh, it's definitely fun to see since I do have family, friends involved. It's nice to see them do well. You don't want to see them have a shit show. We're trying to bury anybody, but we know. Well, like, but but also not only you know I I know you got some skin in the game with you know your your brother being you know a performer, mm -hmm. but. You are a lifelong wrestling fan For yeah. sure. of various styles. You yes. know what I mean? So it's like it's not like you are like some chump like that we're trying to get twenty bucks out mm. of. Like you know your shit. So like there was a so at the Odeon show with uh Lewis London hit a backflip or a moonsault off the top or off the second rope to uh Dragon Sleeper on the KTB. I went off the hook. Like I that was the coolest thing I've seen in a long time. I think stuff like that, even though Lewis London's kind of, you know, the pirate gimmick's not my thing, but... He's the captain of the ship, brother. He is it's captain of the ship. not a pirate. Easy there, Riddle. <laughs> I, I apologize. Uh, but that had me pop. Seeing matches like Matt Justice versus Josh Bishop, seeing matches like Colin Cheech versus PME, 
seeing Dom get power bombed off a uh, stage. It's uh, it's a bar higher than what you would see going anywhere else, hands down. Uh, AIW has a first-rate promotion when it comes to putting on shows with guys that you necessarily, yeah, you're not going to see on fucking uh, WWE anytime soon. Um, but these guys can bring it, and it's a lot of fun. It's uh, it's a very good. Do you think? Do you think that the atmosphere of the like like-minded types of people really helps too? I think so. I think so. When you get a group of people that are into certain thing, good wrestling. Everybody wants to see good wrestling. Uh, it's it's a blast that you can go see like a friend. You can talk to somebody. Uh, like Pat, like uh, thrift store, thrift store. you know, Alabama Dan, you know, goofballs like that. It's Stacey. fun to Stacy. Uh, it's fun to just hang with these guys. It's fun to just see. Cause you know, I, I also feel like almost it's like just like the AIW school and just the crew is like kind of like a tight knit unit. I feel like there's a similar tight knit unit in the crowd. Yeah, what is different than what we can relate to, but it's like a lot of people are like, "This is our thing." Too. Oh yeah, there's definitely hugs and handshakes and like, I. It's like a community. Yeah, it's definitely a community, and that's where being in music, it's definitely uh, kind of the same thing. It's, and it's always been a. It's like a scene. It, it it's, is. it's very similar. Like, and I know we always pull this, but it's very similar to ECW. You know, the, you see all the old ECW videos. The fans are lining up before the oh, show. Yeah. They're having a party. You know, for the last couple of years now, we've got the Tailgate crew. We've got the Caden crew. We've got the crew that travels in from out in like the Youngstown Pittsburgh area that comes out. And it's really like the fans are a big part of that. I, I would not drive an hour away if this was not worth it. Um, being from Sandusky. There's there's bunk shows going on there, but I'm not planning on going to them anytime soon. Right. Um, I can go to, you know, other shit, but this is, bar none, one of my favorite things to do. Whenever I mean, there's a even show. today you said, hey, can you give me the the schedule that you know of so I can plan my the rest of my year? <laughs> yeah, I definitely have a few things that I want to plan this around because I hate missing it. Because why would you want to miss something that you thoroughly enjoy, and you get to see everybody that you want. It's nice to see everybody. And I took a punch for you once. Yes, you did. Right. <laughs> yes, you did. I got rocked, and John uh, saved my ass. I was a man about it. Have people's backs. So the, the question where I was going to go is, because I've, I've sat here today, and we've done a couple Patreon exclusives, and this really is, is specifically geared towards Derek, towards Eddie, towards Philly. Again, because you three have sat here all day, and the common theme was, you know, we wanted to get into AIW. We want to just have a match at AIW. But we keep talking on this episode is for the brand and how everything is thriving. You guys are not not only did you just get to AIW, but you are part of the core and why it's thriving right here right now today. I mean, what is it what does it mean, I guess? It means a lot to me. I'm back on the pad podcast everyone. I took a little yeah. absence, but I'm back. Um, it means a lot to me because being on the outside looking in it sucks. It's like, you know, when you are playing kickball and you're the last one, or even when you're outside, if you're not allowed to go play outside, you're standing at your window watching these kids have fun on the outside. And that's what AIW is. Being on the outside, wrestling on the scene around here, if you're not wrestling for AIW, it's, it's not fun. It's, yeah, I mean, you, you see, I mean, you see how many of the other kids from the area are buying tickets to the shows and watching, mm-hmm. or they're trying to like meet up with tracks there and say, "Hey, can I do the sound with you?" Exactly. It, it's it's not you want to be a part of this because this whole for the brand thing is true. I mean, it, it's hokey, <laughs> but it's honest. It's well, I mean, you, I mean, look at the tryout. The tryout's proof of that enough. Yeah. I, Thorn, I I I fought John Thorn to the death for I this. I said no way people would. He said no people way would want to come try this. No way people would try to come. <laughs> and third and thirty and thirty hours later, he, we had we had a thirty person waiting list almost. But 
also at AIW, there's so much knowledge that you can pick up from the back. There's so many people that come through and are there multiple times that they see you. They see you once, you get to know them. They see you twice, you get to know them a little bit more. Then you start asking people more questions. You I mean, start getting Nick so Gage much knowledge. Nick Gage is a prime example. Oh, he lo- he Grew- he- growing up myself, I used to watch Nick Gage videos on YouTube and be like, "Man, this guy's a bad motherfucker." Yeah. But guess what? He comes. Probably in- wasn't even YouTube. It's probably like. Kazaa, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and like he, he comes in month after month, and you know, to me, when I see Nick Gage, I go up to him and give him a big hug, and he goes, "Big guy." Philly Collins has fantastic Nick Gage stories. <laughs> Eddie only lets Nick Gage sleep at his house. Right. We get to pick like no one understands, and like this is what's the what's always lost on the AIW students. They don't understand how good they have it. They get people that come in month after month that are huge names, and you could just sit there and pick their brains. Like, Thorne just literally had Billy Kidman come in, and Billy Kidman's a producer on WWE TV, and he sat there and watched every single sh- match. And if you would have went up to him, he would have gave you feedback. Yeah. He told told us what we needed to better. He like told me and Eddie only what we needed to do better. Told Philly Collins and Marino what they could do to reach the next level. And... It's for the brand. It means so much to be a part of it. And, like, people like Eddie Only and I, Philly and Marino, like, we never thought we would be in this situation. And we are a very prominent feature in AIW right now. Like, just getting the opportunity to wrestle in New Jersey was um, emotional. Like, it was so big for us. I remember after the match, me, Eddie Only, Marino, and Philly all hugged each other and we had this moment in the back of we did it we got to where everyone said we cannot do and now we have all these people that are envious of our spots philly can vouch how many shows do you do to where people are like hey man get me an aiw a bunch of people hit me up what can i do to come to aiw what can i do to like get myself into aiw you want to do some show up Come help out. Come do something. Don't just show up and uh, sit there with everybody else and watch the show. Why don't you help see people take the ring apart? Why don't you help ask Thorne if he needs something yeah, to do? And, and, and to jump on Philly's point, Mance Warner. This is what Mance Warner did, guys. Yeah. Yeah. This is what CPA has done. This is what Steve Manders has done. This is what AJ Gray was doing. All these guys. AJ Gray would come and be the bar back for the bar, for the fucking beer at Mount yeah. Carmel. Like these guys all came and busted their ass and showed that they wanted to be a part of this company. You cannot just expect to message me or or somebody else, John Thorne, and say, "Yeah, please don't man. message me. I'm not going to read." It, it's oh, not. It's don't not, worry. Plain no, those no. get plain those get forwarded to me. I just tell point. everyone. I tell everyone to I message Dom. I don't even open Dom. those fucking emails. Well, yeah. At this point, I, yeah. I think Derek I, just gives my email. Um, I think Thorne probably wants to change the booking portion of the website to Dominic at airwrestling.com. But the so, thing is, hey guys, trust me. I, I'm just going to put it out there. I get all the alerts about my fucking Facebook spam messages. I just don't click on it because I don't want you to see it was red. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> John, like- Thorne, John Thorne's phone, whenever I see him on it, gives me so much anxiety <laughs> because of all the badge notifications of like 37 unread messages. That shit fucking gives me awful anxiety. <laughs> the, it's just like, and you have to look at it like this too. I got and, 80 unread texts. Right oh, now. God. Insane. Oh. You have to look at it like this. It's not just a one-time oh. deal. There's indie workers that come to the shows and they're like, oh, I came and I helped set up the ring. How come I'm not on? It's you have to show you want it. Mm-hmm. You have to show you want it. You have to show why you deserve it. Because, I mean, give or take, CPA, the last AIW show, we had an opening in a scramble. Yeah, and that's yeah, what yeah, I covered yeah, I, 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 I yeah. that, yeah. When you yeah. were gone picking Look, up your if fiance. If you want to be a part of the brand, then you got to do it for the yeah, brand. Yeah, I mean, at this point. Every, every little part. At this point, like. I, I regulate myself to being the Johnny Ace of the company and like the VP of talent relations. Like Thorne will, Thorne doesn't have a lot of time to watch wrestling. Thorne has a very you know busy day job, as well as everything else. Got a lot of shows of I'm trying to catch up on. Exactly, he's got some shows he's trying to catch up. He's got a, a lot busy of documentaries out now. They like yeah day job documentaries as well as just running the promotions hard. So for him to try to find time to craft out to watch wrestling, it's just not there for him. So a lot of it's, you know, me being on the road and seeing guys. Just finished the Cobra Kai on YouTube Premium. I need to see that still. <laughs> see that I'm behind. 
But like I'm on the road, I'm seeing guys, I'm watching a lot of random footage that <laughs> does not resonate to John Thorne. Listen, uh, I actually had this conversation with uh, Papa Pep when we went to go get beer. I, I like just like when you live wrestling for such a long time, mm-hmm. I'll be there soon. <laughs> you just don't want to watch it ever, you know? Like I'm I'm, I'm creeping close to that. <laughs> Dude, I, you shouldn't be because I've been doing this for twenty years. You've been doing it for about three. Yeah, I know. Uh, I just like I don't have time. Like when I get like I have to live AIW twenty four hours a day. So right. it's like if I don't have anything that's like really like that necessary, I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna watch a fucking I'm gonna look up like oh man like what show should I be watching right now? And I'm <laughs> gonna watch a fucking I'm gonna watch or I'm gonna rewatch Entourage all over again or something, you <laughs> yeah, know, like sure. something that isn't wrestling related because there's so much wrestling content out there, it's impossible to consume it all. And uh, most of the time, I'm gonna look at it and I'm gonna think it sucks anyway because it's just I have weird views. Uh, and I also just have this weird like pride in AIW to where I just think everything else sucks too. And uh, for the brand, you Is know, it- like, but I think as a promoter, you have to have that mentality because, like, if you're constantly chasing. Like I want to be PWG or I want to be CCW or I want to be this. Like you can never establish your own identity, and like you're just the fucking whatever. And we there seems to be an AIW identity forming, or it's already formed. I I do think AIW has been far more influential in the last two years than people would ever admit. Yeah, Uh, I agree. And. That's, no, why I love, that's why I love the ECW comparison because it, it, it's it's almost like that's what it feels like where we are right now. You know, for you guys, I don't. I mean, I would never compare AEW to ECW just because I have far too much respect for ECW. Uh, but you know, I feel like maybe there are there are a lack of other comparisons out there. I suppose I, I feel like in twenty years we're gonna be like that band that had that one album that like nobody knows about but everyone's like Metallica is like this is the band that fucking this you is know, the one that some made huge us. band yeah, yeah. is like this is what fucking you know yeah. made us uh, but yeah I don't know so Thorn beers are really kicking right now so you can get some real shit yeah, I love it right. Thorn, Thorn often says B double L's you know, as yeah, as expectations grow from show to show, he often will sit there and panic and be like, oh, "I don't know. I think we're we're due for a clunker. Oh. We're due for a clunker." And oh, you know, man. maybe we are, but expectations keep rising. For me, like crisis managing John Thorne is, oh, is, is unbelievable. The AIW group chat, uh, AIW office group chat oh. job. That's a job in itself, but I, I, uh, dude, I have mental breakdowns once a week. Uh, I can only imagine what the what the other group chats are like, where you just probably break down even more so. So. Oh, I'm in. I'm in so many group chats, guys. This is. This <laughs> is let me tell you. That's keeps, all the missed messages. Keeps yeah, I me, love it. Keeps me sane. This is a terrible painting of the picture, but for me, like with the expectations keep going and what everybody wants out of show to show, for me it's dumb stuff. Like people, like our buzz is to this point where someone insignificant like me, it's like, Steve guy, what's uh, got to step this suit game up? What's gonna be on with these next suits? So I gotta come up with stupid shit. Please nothing for like you the guys, Memorial Day For suit. you guys. Let's cut, let's cut, let, let's cut it let's, out. Let's, uh, let's cut the suits let's, out. Let's get to the heart of the matter here. No more menor- Memorial Day suits. I'm just you. making sure that I paid it properly with where I'm going for you guys. Because you guys had expectations. One-upper. You know, ten, I'm letting them one-up, John. <laughs> no, you're one-upping. Not at all. Not at all. You're, one you up said up. you got to one-up your, neck, your last suit. I got to one-up myself. Pedro, I don't know wore, that's Pedro wore the same suit for years. At, Except for the rap shade, rap show was a different one. Tuxedos at absolution for, for jacket too. You just gotta go get uh, tuxedos at absolution. You just, you just gotta fucking get a fake ID. F- have Josh Bishop make you one. <laughs> Head over to Tuxedo Junction around prom time. <laughs> say uh, say you're taking a gal. They're expensive, I think. Now anyway, yeah, uh, it's a American, rental though. You hey, gotta wait, do wait, a rental. Is that rental? It's a rental. My point out is, of business. M- Boom. Oh, one day, one day on Patreon, I'll tell you about my rental scheme that caught me a felony when I was seventeen. <laughs> Christ, I did it for wrestling, for the brand. My point is, a for you guys, episode, I think for you guys, it's ten thousand times juvenile records more, don't follow your adult life. It's ten thousand times more than that. Plus <laughs> the fact that, as we talked about many times, the goal for you was just to get into AIW. So you guys have kind of hit that bar that you already set for yourself. That I think at the time you didn't know how low it was. So what keeps pushing you is it that, those same expectations that the crowd's expectation is that hey this show is going to be just as good as the last i can tell you right better? now i can tell you right now it pushes people i never tell anybody i'm satisfied that's it 
That's it. That's, that's it. Okay, so there's that. That's one thing. And I think another thing that pushes us, too, is that I've been in a lot of other places, and yeah. one might be under WWE rule, um, where everything is, is patterned out for you. It literally, you get an email. I'm not that much of a micromanager. Exactly. You I get, think that well, helps. I think that helps out Thorns. That helps out Adobe so much because it's not like we get an email the night before the show and it's like you're on ninth. You have ten minutes. This is when I call your moves. So and so over. Make sure you go over with. Come this on, move. everybody watched that fucking episode of the Wrestlers, man. Everyone knows what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. Well, when I was in Evolve, that was how it was. You know what I mean? I didn't watch it. When I was in Evolve. <laughs> It was we get an email the night before. It would tell us every everything you want. We wanted to be done in our match, and it was it was just too much micromanagement. When I'm in AIW or <clears throat> anywhere else, you know, besides just like hey, Dom is gonna beat Tim Donst or Tim Donst. I have beat a, Tom. like I'll lay out a general idea. Yeah. yeah. However, I will give this is my version of giving people enough rope to hang themselves with. I'm exactly. Gonna, I am going to allow them to use their own creativity. And they're gonna live or die by their own sword. Now we, we've seen people do that. Is part of it a fear of embarrassing yourself that that drives you guys to be no. like, yeah, I don't uh, want that to happen. Every, every and Thorn can attest to this. Every match we have, I always go up to Thorn and say, "Hey, man, what do you want specifically out of our match?" And Thorn says the same thing: "Go out there and have fun." Yep. And it's like I also have this mentality: is like, you know, I've hired you. You know, it's like sure. you get hired for a job at a job. You know, like they're not going to hire you to be a locksmith if, like, you ha- your only background is, you know, telemarketing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I've 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 hired you for a job because I know that you're competent of this job of being, what you know, wrestler manager, and I trust their ability to perform. You know, it's like it's not like I'm hiring every fucking wrestler off the fucking street. You know, like, yeah, I, like they're hired for a reason, so I trust that they can do their job. And if they fuck up and they don't do it. That's on. It's on them, you know, mm-hmm. because it's, you know, uh, wrestlers are. Uh, this is what I've learned about wrestlers is like wrestlers are, like creative types, and like a lot of creative types do not like being micromanaged. They like making their own art for whatever, for sure. lack of whatever it is. And I think you're going to get the best creativity when you leave it up to them because it takes a certain type of weirdo to want to be a wrestler to begin with, you know. So like, they have a lot fucking going on up in that head. And uh, you just gotta let them. You just gotta let them go, uh, because he, there's already been some some beers had. I'm gonna maybe try to evoke some emotion from you here, John Thorne. For you, with the buzz that's happening with AIW and the growth that it's seen the last couple years, is there a little bit of a bittersweetness to it because you're doing it, and we don't have Chandler here, and is that is, does that drive you? Still a little bit as well, especially because his mom's there at every show. And is that ever in the back of your mind with her sitting there? Like, you know, like I want her to feel like this is something that he'd be proud of too. Um, well, you know, I've had, I've had this discussion with people privately and people in my personal life. Is you know, I've even talked about it at this podcast. Like, you know, when I got pneumonia, I got like I, there was a part of me that was like think like kind of hoping that I was going to die because it would be like a means to an end sort of thing because I wouldn't have to then go back and face the music of surviving and seeing Chandler's mom and you know what I mean like there's there's a lot of survival survivors survivors remorse so to speak Um, because sometimes like sometimes there needs to be a means to an end Mm -hmm. uh and I've been doing this for a long time, so it's like, when when is that? You know what I mean? Like when like when's it either going to happen in the fact that like it's going to take off, or when's it going to fail? You know what I mean? Like, sure. It's like as successful as AIW is, it's also like you're. I'm kind of living in purgatory. You know, it's like there's no heaven, there's no hell. I'm just like in the middle at all times. Um, so. Seeing Chandler's mom is a motivator because, you know, she said like you can't you can't quit. He would he wouldn't want you to quit. Um, so much of a like so much so that like she, every single show, she buys tickets and I try to refund her and she says absolutely not. Yeah, like because she wants she wants to provide a small little. I guess boot the boost. You she know, knows what the money's going towards. She, you know, and it, so uh, it's uh, it's not like bittersweet. It's just kind of like 
to me, I'm never, I'm never, never satisfied. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, so it's like, as things grow, I focus on the things that aren't growing and you know what I mean? It's like, uh, as good as AIW gets on, you know, the success of the, for the brand and success of cultivating the local talent base. Uh, I still, you know, I still worry and it's, it, it kind of, it kind of weighs heavy, you know, because it's like, is, is this all for nothing or yeah. does it matter? And, you know, like, uh, when we have a successful show, like the Goldhorn Brewery, mm-hmm. That show on paper had every right to be a, f- a failure. You know what I mean? Like uh, the address, people were scared of the address. Right. You know, it was a, a very kind of light, I guess, on big talent. Um, and I'll say this, you know, I listen, this is all I'll say is I know people are, I, I know people can give, give or take Tracy Smothers. Uh, <laughs> take them or leave them. However, Tracy Smothers is a very knowledgeable guy when it comes to professional wrestling. And he's been coming to Cleveland for a long time. And uh, he pulled me aside and gave me, like, this pretty incredible pep talk uh, at the Goldhorn Brewery about, like, how, you know, he hasn't come here in a while. And he's looking around, and he sees a lot of people that he's never heard of. And this crowd's going wild for him. And he said that I should be proud that I, I have found a way to produce my own talent and he said nothing has reminded him of ECW so much as as seeing this and you know Goldhorn Brewery small little venue but it's packed and he said nobody has any right to know who any of these guys are in the back you know what I mean like yeah he's never heard of them and he's he watches the whole show and he says they are going absolutely bonkers for every single person and he said there's no reason why you guys shouldn't be the ones that are in the MGM Grand tonight. Which, whatever, maybe that was a little bit of bullshit, but, <laughs> you know, like, he uh, he he was serious, though, in the fact that he watched the entire show and just was blown away that we have cultivated these yeah. local stars. If you want to see us in the MGA Grand, MGM Grand, uh, Get on that Patreon and subscribe. <laughs> or email Steve at AIWrestling.com. Yeah, email Steve at AIWrestling.com. With PayPal, the PayPal. John PayPal. Pay the PayPal's yeah. Chandler Biggins at AOL.com. Uh, so, but do you, do you take, uh, and I, I asked this question too because I, I know it's, people have asked me oftentimes if I could just ask it or whatever, but now it seems the best time as any, but do you, do you take that step back sometimes and to look at it and think, about you know like what would uh what would Chandler think and how would he feel about the state of of where things are with AIW and and the growth and everything and you know like would he be enjoying this right now aside from that I mean that's another guy who is always a nervous wreck with shows but aside from that (laughs) he was he was way less of a nervous wreck than I am because he had the philosophy of it was always going to work out Right, yeah. He like threw that positive energy into the into the world to where he said, you know, we would be we would start a show down 2 3 Gs and he'd be like, it's going to work out. <laughs> and I'd be like, there's no fucking way it's going to work out. Like <laughs> I got 100 bucks in the bank and I know you got less. How is it going to work out? And you know, he would always he would always find a way. So I think that uh honestly it would just be business as usual. Yeah. You know, like, I don't think there would be, like, it's easy for kind of you guys to experience the growth and feel the everything else, but when you're worrying about, like, actual business and, like, looking at real numbers and looking at what's going on, I get kind of wrapped up and consumed in that. Sure. To where it's like, you know, it's not like money's coming that easy. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, there's still, like, Losing out on that Phoenix flight, that sucks. That's like six hundred bucks. Like, you know, if a regular person lost that, lost six hundred bucks, that's fucking detrimental. Like, I lost it, and it's like people just think like, like I, people think it's like no big deal. So, like that's a fucking big deal. Yeah. So talk about that perspective, uh, real quick. You know, just um, 
continue on with that because I think outside perception is that because they're seeing the success that we're having, people think that it might translate financially and that AIW is on the cusp of, you know, fucking renting out uh, the Wall Street Center in, in downtown Cleveland or, or something that. And we're not even close. I'll say this. Everybody in AIW makes money except for AIW. Like, the ring announcer gets paid, the fucking wrestlers get paid, the referee gets paid, the building gets paid. I don't get paid. Right. You know what I mean? Like, uh, if there's something left over, I try to... It's like, uh, you want to, like, talk about going all in. It's like, whatever's left over goes all into the next show, whether it's the next month or the next week or whenever it is. It's like, it's constantly, you know, like... You're doubling down on your bet, but Thorn, you're you also at every after party. You make sure everyone gets drinks. Well, yeah, because I mean and that's the least that I could do. Mm-hmm. It's morale. Every, get everybody more, gets around. More than but, I, like I'm not paying. I'm not paying people livable wage, but I could take. I could take my money for my real job, and I could buy somebody a two dollar beer. And and that that shows that how willing and giving you are as a boss. Compared to any other promoters, there is well, and it's and it's a it's an appreciation at the very least. It's a, an actual physical, tangible showing of appreciation of the show that just occurred. It's, buying somebody a drink goes, I think, a lot further than even giving them like an extra twenty dollars in their envelope. You know, like it's a it's a gesture. It's a gesture of you know, like appreciation because it's like not. I don't know. Like it, it's good com- camaraderie. Com- camaraderie. Com- camaraderie. Because I remember the first time Spell I it. went to the Funhouse and you made sure I had a shot, and I was like, "Oh man, I'm definitely a part of the part of the club here," and well, you're that- handing out shots only to like certain people, and it was just cool. Like, as just, a boss, I don't know. It's awesome. Like, it just make I try to create a good atmosphere. <laughs> so as we wind this down, for you guys, where where do you want to see the brand go from here? Uh, last week, Thorne put out a tweet, and it may be spurring this con- this question. Thorne put out a tweet, and it said, Every day I live a constant nightmare for you guys to live your dreams. And that tweet meant a lot to me personally because it's so true. Yeah. I mean, I could never picture myself as Thorne. Like, we are putting together stuff for a wedding. Thorne does this every month. Yeah, it sucks. And it sucks. It's literally the <laughs> worst possible thing you could do. And Thorne does it every month, and it always goes off without a hitch. Imagine if your aunt that you bought a flight for didn't get on at the day of the wedding. Exactly. And every every month you do this multiple times now for a month. You do this, and it goes off without a hitch, basically. Well, I mean, so, uh, you know, uh, as much as I talk about cultivating a, a talent pool, I have cultivated a team that I can rely on of people. And there are people that I can't rely on that aren't on that team, you know? Uh, sorry, Papa Pep. So, uh, <laughs> maybe one day. Papa. That's the, I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned since if you want to really dive deep into the quote unquote growth, uh, and Chandler no longer being here is I've had to learn to be a, like to delegate things. Yeah. And sometimes that's to, the detriment of my day because I have delegated to the wrong person who then delegates to even <laughs> wronger people. <laughs> I had, I literally had somebody not know how to pick somebody up from the airport the other day uh, or pick up pizza or, or pick up pizza for the concessions. And <laughs> they weren't the people I assigned those jobs to. <laughs> so it's not on them. It, the, 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 the delegate then delegated. I'd pick up pizza for you. I mean, <laughs> thanks. When when I look into what AIW has kind of become over the last few years, um, especially since I've gotten kind of a more like deep look behind the scenes. Yeah. I mean, where I'm at, four years into wrestling is probably nowhere where anybody where I'm at experience where I should be. I've had multiple veterans come to me and say like, "You're four years in, but you're like ten years deep in all reality." Um, and I just want to just see it keep growing. You know, this is this is our home. You know, we own Cleveland. Cleveland's our home, and we don't want anybody else to come in and take it. Every day, I enjoy coming to AIW shows, going to training, 
everything that has to do with AIW I enjoyed. I just two days ago kicked it all night with Nunzio and took him to the airport. <laughs> and he's sitting in his car and he's like, uh, he's like, hey, you see this? I was like, no, nah, I, I haven't seen this. This is hanging out with the uh, Cody Rhodes and Dustin just doing their thing in the ring, the last thing. Uh, the ceremony or not asking to be a uh, tag team and uh, all of a sudden Devon's uh, phone number comes down it was like what are you doing and I was like uh, to me I'm living a dream of hanging out with Nunzio and then all of a sudden Devon just pops up and we're just sitting there at the airport par- like just waiting for him to get out of my car and there's another 20 minutes of him just showing me stuff on Instagram because we just been kicking it all day and like I would never dreamed of doing this and I'm doing it almost every month every week and just enjoying my life now little Guido's the man I had to I had to teach him how to crap a video and in my <laughs> life I never would have thought hey this is the guy that I'm watching have a banger with super crazy and I'm teaching him how to crap a video so he can post it on Instagram never in my life would I thought that and without AIW I would not be given that opportunity. Papa Pep, what about your experiences with Little Guido? He's uh, an Italian-American hero. Uh, he, should be, <laughs> he should be put in the Hall of Fame next to fucking... Uh, uh, not Sylvester Rocky Slow. Marciano. I agree on that. Al Capone. Al Capone. Bruno <laughs> Martino. There should be, there should be a space for Little Guido for uh, He's the man. Stone. gem he is. He's the man. And uh, Daniel Lamino the, the first. This I, is, I mean, that's the thing that blows my mind is... When I picked up Little Guido that morning, he had like seven questions for me about things that have happened in AIW in like the last couple of months. He goes, I, "I follow it. I know what's going on." That blo- that yeah. blows my mind. But as far as like you say the growth or whatever, yeah, where do you want to see it go? What's as far as I'm concerned, it hasn't grown because I'm kind of stuck in this. Like I said, I'm in this purgatory of like it's not easy. Yeah, we're trying to we're, and we're it's still not to find venues every month. Yeah, it's not easy, but it's easier than it was so it's not as hard as it was sure some somewhere in the middle but it's like you know i still have to wake up every day and i have to think about like fuck man how are we gonna pay for jaylen you know right. like yeah uh it's you know like how are we gonna fucking afford all these flights uh you know like like i think that's probably the best way for people to resonate is like yeah they see they see people at the shows but they don't understand how much those fees are how much those venues are how much everything else is now you know just think of like if you're a regular person just think like about you know you paying your bills every single month and then um you know you lose you lose out on that six hundred dollars you lose right. out on that six hundred dollars yeah uh, like how like like say you got fucking pulled over and like it wasn't a 90 dollar ticket it was a 600 hundred dollar ticket that is going to be detrimental to a large percentage of people or yeah or if you bash somebody's windshield and all of a sudden i had to pay for that across street from the chamber so all right this this i'm gonna end on this question and it's for you guys as performers and i realize it's a little bit prisoner of the moment uh as we talk about for the brand but i hope that you give an honest opinion and this is going to be semi-tough i think given all the options that are coming up in terms of getting paid and, and earning arguably life-changing money. If you guys had got an offer to get signed to a huge promotion tomorrow, and we're talking, let's say, six figures, or you know that another two, three years with AIW for the brand puts them at that level of that promotion and you get that payoff then as part of that core group, what do you do? I'm gonna answer for him because that's a really weird question. I would never, I would never allow anybody to not take the money. No. That's what I was gonna say. Like, I love this promotion. I, besides Thorn and maybe one or two others, I probably spend more time dedicating my life to AIW. But if tomorrow, Vince McMahon called me, you gotta go. I mean, I understand I, yeah. that everyone's gotta go. Yeah, and that's the thing. Nobody's like, no. There, there's no promise for tomorrow. But I can, so everyone's gonna go. But I can guarantee you one thing: if I were to get signed tomorrow. I would make one provision that says my last match is at AIW. For These sure. guys I, made I me. absolutely agree with that. But also from that from that position. Billy Collins you have, be the head trainer. 
<laughs> not if he gets signed tomorrow. <laughs> Who said I'm saying? Not, I'm out of here. Not if he gets signed tomorrow. Sign baby. Class. Cheerios, motherfuckers. <laughs> Those baseball pants are on the run. I'm going for the home run. He's got to hand them down to somebody else. He's going to round third at home. Um, but from that platform, for sure, I would definitely would take that money, and I'm, I guarantee you, Eddie only would too. But just want somebody to buy. You a would fucking, speak for yourself, Eddie. Buy, <laughs> buy, buy a boat for the fucking take the money or something. Yeah, yeah. You know? But for that platform, buy me a house. Or I, I, if I had that opportunity, I still would make sure AIW gets recognition. Sure. Yeah. Like, here's the thing: like people are going to know if, if if Derek Direction gets signed, if Dominic Greeny gets signed. They're gonna Google our names and where, what's the first place that's gonna pop up? You think? Absolute intense wrestling. Absolute intense wrestling because it's who made us. It's who gave us our <laughs> nah, chance. Nah, man, Mega's got better SEO. Yeah, SEO, dude. <laughs> so like, they, <laughs> they pop up when you. Charlie. They, they pop up. They pop up Charlie, first. Charlie from Circle K. <laughs> they pop up. <laughs> they pop up first when you go, when you Google Cleveland wrestling. They got better. They got a, they got an SEO wizard over there. Okay, so how many Twitter followers do they have? So I asked that question. I asked that question for one particular reason, to bring it all back full circle. That paints a picture and is exactly how difficult it is to run an independent wrestling promotion in 2019 and how amazing it is to see the buzz yeah, all my about motherfucking AIW right guys now. Take the money and run. That's, <laughs> Sorry, and th- that's exactly it. You know, you had a you I, had a core I, group I, of guys. I take I they're take all the gone. Mo- I take the fucking money and run and leave the school with no one. Hey, I'll give you the same thing you gave me, man. Twenty bucks in the envelope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm going anywhere. I'll take over the school. But if you multiply that twenty oh, by all you? those bookings, brother, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully you'll find the cigarettes quicker this time. <laughs> that's that's all back. That's big money. I'm in all the envelopes. <laughs> we have, we have, we have fun to let Steve take this baby home. Uh, <laughs> nah, it was it was fun. It was insightful. Uh, hopefully, everybody listening. My uh, own fucking it, guys are gonna leave me. You guys wonder why I was hoping that pneumonia got me. This is doing the hospital three times. I said we. I would for sure make sure AIW got a plug on my social media. Oh, thank God. Thank fuck nothing financially. I'll give you guys. I'd at least I'd at least make Paul buy some footage. PB Smooth said he'd buy me a boat. I'd buy you a boat. I'd buy you. What fucking money? If he got if he got signed tomorrow. He said if he got signed. Pushing. He didn't say what size boat. I'll buy yeah, you a, a fucking speed paddle boat. boat. A dilapidated a boat. Speed boat, dude. You give me one of those fucking inflatable life rafts. Nah. You'd be happy with that? Be a life <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, Steve, we gotta, well, we gotta take this baby Hopefully home. you guys enjoyed this, uh, our AIW Memorial Day cookout episode uh, for Papa Pepperoni, for Philly Collins, Yo. for Eddie Only, Derek Director, Dominic Garini. And, of course, AIW owner John Thorne. My name's Steve Guy. We'll talk to you next week right here on The Card is Going to Change. Thank you. Come again. Shrek Fast, Shrek Hard, no mercy. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody.